The Fourth Mansion, Chapter Three of the Interior Castle. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. The Interior Castle or the Mansions by Saint Teresa of Avila, translated by the Reverend John Dalton. The Fourth Mansion, Chapter Three. The saint explains what is meant by the prayer of recollection, and she describes its effects. The effects of this prayer are many, some of which I will now mention. And first, there is another kind of prayer, which commences almost always before this, whereof I will say but little, having spoken of it elsewhere. It is the prayer of recollection, which also seems to me to be supernatural, for it does not require being in the dark, nor to shut the eyes nor does it consist in any exterior thing. It often happens that without our wishing it, our eyes close, and we desire solitude, and without any contrivance, a building seems to be erected for the prayer mentioned above. For the senses and external things seem to lose their hold, so that the soul may recover hers which was lost. They say the soul enters within herself, and sometimes that she ascends above herself, by these expressions i shall not be able to explain anything for i have this unhappiness in thinking you will understand me best according to the way i can express myself perhaps no one except myself will understand let us imagine that the senses and faculties which i call the guards of the castle and this is the comparison i made use of whereby to explain my meaning have gone out and associated with strangers who wish evil to this castle for some days and years Afterwards, perceiving themselves lost and sensible of their ruin, they endeavor to return and approach the castle, though not resolved to enter it, for habit is a hard master. Yet they are no longer traitors, for they remain around the environs. The great king who is within the castle, perceiving their good inclination, in his mercy is willing to pardon them, and like a good shepherd acts towards his sheep, he makes them know his voice by so sweet a whistle, that they themselves can scarcely hear it. This he does that they may not wander and be lost, but return to their mansion. This whistle of the shepherd has such power, that they immediately abandon all those external things which deceive them, and hasten into the castle. Methinks I never explain myself in the way I have now, for in order to seek God in our interior, where he is found with more profit than in creatures, St. Augustine tells us he found him there, after having sought him in several places. It is a great help if God should bestow this favor upon us. Think not that this is acquired by means of the understanding, laboring to consider God within itself. It is good, and an excellent method of meditation, for it is founded on this truth, viz., that God is within us. But this is not what I mean, because every one may do this by the assistance of our Lord what i speak of is of a different nature for sometimes these persons before they begin to think of god have already got into the castle by what way i know not nor how they heard the whistle of their shepherd it was not by means of their ears since nothing is heard but a sweet recollection in the interior is clearly perceived as those who go along this way will find i know not how to express my meaning better I think I have heard this compared to a tortoise retiring within itself. Whoever made use of this comparison no doubt understood it well. But these creatures enter into themselves whenever they please. Here, however, it is not the case. For the recollection of which I am speaking is only in our power when God is pleased to bestow this favor upon us. 
I think that whenever His Majesty bestows it, he gives it to such only as are already disengaged from the things of this world. I do not say that they are actually so, but perhaps their state will not allow it, but they are so in their affections and desires, since he so especially invites them to attend to interior things. Hence I believe that we are to give ourselves up entirely to his majesty. He would bestow not only this, but many other gifts on those whom he begins to call to higher things let him praise god greatly whoever shall experience this in himself for it is very proper he should understand the favor and give thanks for it that so he may dispose himself for others which are greater the disposition which will prepare us for this is to listen attentively to whatever our lord shall speak to us interiorly as some books advise and direct us not to seek after discourse but to attend to whatever god shall work in the soul though unless his majesty begin to give us raptures i cannot understand how the thought can be restrained but that this is likely to do us more harm than good though this is a question frequently discussed among some spiritual persons for my part i confess my want of humility for they have never given me sufficient reason to incline me to their opinion one person mentioned to me a certain book of the holy friar peter of alcantara and he is one to whom i am sure i should submit for i know he understood this on reading the book we found he said the same as i did though not in the same words but we may collect from what he said that our love is still to be kept awake it is possible i may still deceive myself but i rely upon these reasons firstly that in this work of the spirit he who thinks and desires to do less does more all we have to do is to ask like some poor persons before some great and rich emperor and immediately let us cast down our eyes and wait with humility and when by his secret ways it seems that he hears us then it is good to be silent since he permits us to stand near him and it will not be amiss to forbear working with the understanding i say if we can but if we perceive this king has not heard us nor that he pays any regard to us we must stand like dolts for the soul only remains so when she herself procures this then she remains much colder and perhaps the imagination becomes more restless by the violence which is offered to it in our thinking on nothing our lord wishes we should ask him and that we should remember we are in his presence who knows well what is best for us i cannot persuade myself that human industry is of any avail in such things as his majesty has placed bounds to and has wished to reserve to himself this he has not done in many other things that are in our power provided he assist us such as in penance prayer and other good works as far as our misery is able to go the second reason is because these internal works are all sweet and peaceable whereas to do things painful i mean by painful any violence done to ourselves such as holding our breath rather hurts than helps us but the soul must leave herself entirely in the hands of god to do with her whatever he pleases without her taking any care about her own interest at least as little as possible and totally resigning herself to the will of god thirdly because the same care which is employed for thinking on nothing will perhaps excite the imagination to think much fourthly because the most pleasing and substantial service we can do for god is to have only his honor and glory in view and to forget ourselves our own benefit delight and pleasure but how does he forget himself 
who uses so much care that he does not dare to stir nor breathe, nor lets his understanding and desires move him to wish God's greater glory, nor does he rejoice at what he already possesses? When his majesty wishes the understanding to leave off discoursing, he employs it in another way, and gives it a light and knowledge so far above what we can arrive at, that he makes it to remain absorbed, and then, without our knowing how, it is much better instructed than it would be with all our diligence, which may rather do it more harm, and mislead it. For as God has given us faculties that we may work with, and everything has its reward, we need not charm them, but let them do their office, till God shall advance them to something better. That which I think the most proper for the soul to do, which God has been pleased to raise to this mansion, is what I have already said. We should likewise endeavor, without violence or noise, to keep the understanding from discoursing, but not suspend it, nor the imagination either. Yet it is good to remember that it is in presence of God, and who this God is. If what it feels is the cause of suspending it, well and good. But let it not try to understand what this is, for as it is bestowed on the will, let her enjoy it without using any industry. Let her do nothing except only to utter certain amorous expressions. For though we strive here not to be without thinking on nothing, yet often we are so, though it may be only for a very short time. But, as I have mentioned elsewhere, the reason why, in this kind of prayer, the understanding ceases to discourse, is this I speak of, that wherewith I began this mansion, to which I have likewise added that of recollection, of which I was to speak first, and which is much inferior to that which I have called the prayer of divine delight, but it is the commencement towards arriving at it, for in that of the recollection, neither meditation, nor the operation of the understanding, should be omitted. The reason is, because in this kind of prayer, the delights rise immediately from the source, without being conveyed in pipes, or the understanding spends itself in considering, that it does not understand what it desires, hence it goes up and down like one mad, and rests upon nothing. The will is so fixed upon her God, that the restlessness of the understanding greatly afflicts her. Therefore she must not heed it, for it makes her lose much of that which she enjoys. Let it alone, and let her throw herself into the arms of love, for his majesty will teach her what she is to do on that occasion. This consists almost entirely in considering herself unworthy of so great a favor, and employing herself in giving thanks. Through speaking of the prayer of recollection, I have been prevented from mentioning the effects on signs found in souls, to whom our Lord gives this prayer. This is clearly perceived in enlargement or dilation in the soul just the same as if water that flows from a spring into a cistern should have no passage out of it. But the cistern was made in such a way, that the more the water comes in, the greater and wider does the vessel become to contain the water. And so it seems to be in this prayer, whereby God works many other wonders in the soul, and thus disposes her further still for containing all. This sweetness and interior enlargement are manifested by what remains in her afterwards, for she is not so restrained, as formerly she was, in matters relating to the service of God, but she enjoys much more liberty. Neither is she distressed through the fear of hell, for though she feels greater fear now for having offended God, yet she is free from servile fear, and has a great confidence that she shall enjoy Him. 
the fear she used to have of losing her health by doing penance has now ceased and she thinks she can do all in god as she has greater desires of using austerities than ever the fear of afflictions likewise which she used to have is now more moderate because she has a more lively faith for she knows that if she bears them for god's sake his majesty will give her grace to bear them with patience nay sometimes she desires them since she has a great desire to do something for god and as she now understands his greatness better she accordingly esteems herself more vile having likewise tried the delights of god she finds those of the world but dung in comparison she separates herself from them by little and little and for doing this she has more command over herself in a word she has improved in all virtues and will not fail to go on increasing unless she should relapse and offend god again for then all is lost however highly raised the soul may have been in virtue and contemplation we must not suppose that when god bestows this favor once or twice the above-mentioned effects will always remain in her unless she continue to receive the like favors for herein all our good consists there is one point to which i earnestly wish to draw the attention of him who finds himself in this state it is this to be extremely careful not to expose himself to the occasions of offending god for the soul in this state has not strength enough but it is like an infant beginning to suck for should it leave the mother's breast what can be expected but death i have great fears lest the like should happen to him on whom god shall bestow this favor if he should leave off prayer unless it be on some very particular occasion or provided he return to it quickly for otherwise he will go on from bad to worse i know there is great reason to fear in this case and i know some whom i pity much for i have seen this happen to them of which i am speaking when they forsook him who so ardently desired to become their friend and to prove himself such by his actions i thus warn them beforehand to avoid the occasions because the devil labors much more against one such soul than against many others on whom our lord does not bestow such favors because they may do him much more harm by drawing others after them who may do great service to the church of god and were there nothing else but to see how his majesty shows a particular affection for them this would be enough to induce him to do his utmost for their destruction and thus they are furiously attacked by him and if once conquered they are more deeply ruined than others you my sisters are free as far as can be seen from these dangers may god preserve you from pride and vainglory and permit not the devil to counterfeit these favors which may be known by not having these effects but all are quite the contrary i wish to warn you of one danger though i have alluded to it in another place it is one into which i have observed persons fall who are given to prayer and women especially who being weaker have more need of the caution i wish to give here it is this that some persons being weakened with severe penances prayers or watchings or having naturally a weak constitution swoon away on receiving some of these consolations and their nature fails them and when they perceive some internal delight with a certain external decay and languishing or when a spiritual sleep as it is called happens which is somewhat more than the above mentioned they mistake the one for the other and allow themselves to be absorbed and in the meantime the more they yield the more are they absorbed because their nature becomes weaker and in their idea it seems to be a rapture but i call it a stupidity 
for it is nothing else but losing our time and destroying our health. A certain person continued eight hours together in this way without sense, or without any perception of divine things. But by being made to sleep and eat, and indiscreet penances being forbidden her, she was cured of this distemper. For there was one who knew the person well, though she had deceived her confessor and several others, and herself too, yet without any intention of deceiving. I believe that the devil used some diligence to draw some profit thence, and he began to gain a great deal thereby. We must notice that when this truly comes from God, though there may be an interior and exterior languishing, yet it is not in the soul, which feels strong emotions on seeing herself so near to God. Besides, this continues only for a very short time. It returns, however, again, and is absorbed, and if, as I said, there be not weakness in this prayer, the suspension is not so great as to enfeeble the body, or to cause any external alteration in it. Be sure, then, when you find yourselves thus affected, to acquaint the superioress, and take as much recreation as possible, and let her not give you so many hours of prayer, but very few. She should also make you sleep and eat enough, till your usual strength shall return, in case you should have lost it thereby. But if any one's constitution be so weak that this is not sufficient for her, believe me that God wishes her to be only in the act of life, for there must be monasteries for all kinds of persons. Let them employ her in business, and be always careful that she never be left alone, for if she be, she will completely ruin her health. This will be a great mortification to her. Here our Lord will try her love for him, by observing how she bears his absence. After some time, he may perhaps be pleased to restore her strength, but if not, she will gain by vocal prayer, and by obedience what she would have obtained this way, and perhaps she may gain more. Some may likewise be found of such a weak mind and imagination, I have known some such, that they think they see all they fancy. This is very dangerous. But as I may hereafter say something more on this subject, I will say no more here, as I have dwelt so much on this mansion, into which I think more souls enter, and where the devil may do more harm, because the natural and supernatural are often found united. For in the following mansions, our Lord does not give him such power. May he be praised forever. End of the Fourth Mansion, Chapter 3